Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is Is It It For For Real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And today we are uh, talking about that 90s classic uh, Dogma. Dogma. Kevin Smith. Classic? Yeah, it's like it's it's very it's it's very nineties. It's ushering in the 2000s. Is this the latest movie we've watched? No. When was Love Actually? I think Love Actually might have been. Oh, that busted through the threshold. Super busted through, but like this is possibly the second. Like it's it is way later than normal normal for sure. I think yeah, I think we've done like some like ninety sevens. Oh really? Oh, yeah. I guess we did speed. You're right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this feels yeah, this later, is, though. This is right in the middle of uh, Kevin Smith's sort of, like, oeuvre, I guess, if you will. So I will get the intro from, just happens to be my, my couch partner. Oh, how uh, convenient. Nora L. So um, Dogma was definitely one of my favorite movies when I was a teenager. And I think it was one of the first or among the first grown up movies that I watched because my parents were always very, very careful what we're going to watch as kids. So I was very cradled and I wasn't allowed to watch anything like Dogma. And I remember I was watching it by myself in my room and I was just fascinated by it. I was fascinated by all the blood and all the violence and the craziness and by all the actors and how how it portrayed the whole religion thing and how they made fun of it. And it was like a completely new concept for me and I just really loved it. And I'm not religious, but it was just it was just cool how this movie was like done and um how how funny it was and, and dark. I think I really like the darkness of it. Um, so to go to the synopsis, um, I don't remember much. I just remember like parts of it. I remember there is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon who are like those two archangels who are for some reason very upset and kill everybody in their way. And then they want to end the world by like going into a church, I think, and that would end the world for some reason. And then there's this lady who is, I don't know the name of this actress, but she is apparently a descendant of Jesus and she was told that and she now has to prevent the end of the world. And she gets uh, Jay and Silent Bob, who are those crazy characters and also are in different movies, um, to, to help her, but they're not really really a big help. And then they meet a lot of other weird like creatures on their way. There's Salma Hayek, I think, who is like some kind of creature as well and some other disgusting things. And again, a lot of blood uh, at the end. And then they go to the church and they try to save the world. And then it turns out that God is a woman and it's Alanis Morissette and it's all amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm yeah. curious. I was thinking about this. So it, it came out in 1999. Did Nora L. watch this movie subtitled, dubbed? I think she... Or- I think it was dubbed, okay. dubbed, because she was like, this is very weird to watch in English. Oh, interesting. I was wondering um, about that. Okay. Should we point out to our listeners as well that you cannot stream this movie unless you watch one uploaded to YouTube? Which is uh, incredible. Yes. <laughs> it's an incredible it was version. The greatest quality YouTube so movie I've great. ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Um, and yes. I, I saw in the comments, I don't know if it, this was actually official YouTube, but they were just like looking the other way um oh, oh interesting my guess huh. is it's sort of like a gimmick poster but uh mm, okay. it, it's been up for a year was it like schmootube that posted it <laughs> no it was it said like youtube 
customer service and it just said like looking the other way um oh, interesting so who knows but yeah it's it's on youtube by uh russian <laughs> cooch smoocher and that's the one you want because there's another one where it's in the typical uh, youtube thing okay. where it's it's a very small picture and mm. it, the timing's off this one seems like a normal no, thing. the russian cooch smoocher got it right <laughs> yeah. it never occurs to me to check youtube but this was incredible i forgot i was watching youtube for sure sometimes if you watch on youtube there are commercials mm. yeah not, not with this one. one no no and i know we're gonna get into our levels but like the very first thing you see in this movie is a disclaimer and that's where i like was reading i was like wait is this russian cooch smoocher's disclaimer <laughs> Or is this Kevin Smith's? I think it's Kevin Smith's, right? It's it like is full Kevin on. Smith's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, speaking of levels, do you want to? I can. Jump into I can. Yeah. yeah, I can jump in. I think my level is going to be um, more exhausting than soccer, because um, that's like the one line, and actually, that's not the line. I think the line that Matt Damon says is like um, creating mass genocide is the most exhausting activity one can do well that in soccer and as i um i watched this movie you know it came out in 99 i can't remember if i saw it in the theater or if i saw it on tape but um i watched it close to them and i remember like i totally just would echo what nora l said like that is how i felt about this movie i really loved it i thought like the religious critique was so cool i loved the witty like quick banter um and for some reason that line always stuck with me and whenever i am playing soccer which i'm not incredibly great at i think about that i'm like this is exhausting <laughs> um so yeah this i I, I saw it back then and i don't think i've rewatched it since so that's my level uh mine will just be the the buddy jesus um i always just have that picture so ingrained with this movie uh yeah i saw it back in the day in the theater uh it it wasn't my favorite mm. Kevin Smith movie. I was a huge fan. I'd watched Mallrats a ton of times. I'd seen Clerk several times at this point. Um, yeah, I think Chasey and Amy had come out, you know, watch that. And so I was a little bit at the time disappointed with this movie. Um, and then have I probably saw it twice back in the day and haven't really seen it since. Mm. But um, yeah, definitely was well aware of it and all of sort of Kevin Smith's ins and outs and sort of pros and cons but yeah hmm. that was kind of going to be my level was buddy christ oh, but well that's because i've just seen that before but i've never seen this movie oh okay so just, yeah i stole the sort of obvious it. one yeah no yeah that's okay but i i might just like spark some controversy through this whole pod because i it. spoiler i think my level is i don't like jay and silent bob <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like the gimmick mm -hmm. of it. I don't like Jay. I mean, I don't think he's very lovable. I'm just not, I'm not into it. So, and it just feels like a lot of like white people. <laughs> yeah. Doing white people white stuff. People. Anyway, so that, you know, it just, I think that's my level. Now, I, is this, go ahead. Well, I was going to add to my level quickly that like, I think ju just because I think it's pertinent for the podcast, like I've only, I, Dogma is my favorite or was or is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Um, I've only ever seen Mole Rats and like maybe a little bit of like Clerks. I've never seen Chasing, Chasing Amy, which is bananas. <laughs> that's surprising. I understand, yeah. <laughs> I understand why that's surprising. You understand I understand what you're saying. I yeah. understand what I'm saying. I need to like add it to my list. I was, I was kind of floored when you said that it was in the middle of the Kevin Smith 
like um over armoire uh because armoire. Yeah. of the armoire because i consider it his last and final and like great movie um but that's kind of where i am where i didn't I am not, I did not watch Jane. I never, I've never seen Clerks. I've never seen Jane Silent Bob, but I know they're like classic 90s films. So. I think I've seen all three of those movies that you described, okay. at least like in somebody's dorm room while something yeah, else is well, going on. Sure, totally. Sure. Or something. Totally. And yeah, I just don't know that it's, I just, as I was watching it, I mean, I'm very into like talking about religion and questioning religion mm-hmm. and all of that. So I do, I did enjoy that part of it, but I think <laughs> the whole movie, I was just thinking like, I just don't know that I'm, the audience for this movie. Right. I just don't know that I am. That's okay. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm excited to get into it for sure. <laughs> I, so I, honestly, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Sorry. I forget. I, but I, I honestly think that the audience for this is sort of like 15 to 25 year old males um, <laughs> yeah. is, is yeah. the thing. Yeah. 15 to 25 year old males, lesbians or Germans. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the um, intersectionality of that is, is this podcast? Is this podcast? Should fuel so many PhD papers. Um, so yeah, I guess if we want to sort of jump into it, yeah, uh, we should jump into it. So of course, as you said, it uh, it starts off with a bunch of disclaimers, just knowing that this is a religious movie. You know that it's going to mm-hmm. get protested. Um, some platypus Did that jokes. Happen? Yeah, there it was a happen. bunch of protesting the catholic league and like kevin smith famously joined in right kind of like as a joke and like lied about who he was and but kevin smith is is catholic and identifies as such i think so but you can comes, tell i think yeah. i think so it's very catholicism based and so yeah it's kind of interesting like i definitely was raised catholic ish mm-hmm. I, I raised catholic light i like to say and i i actually would say i would raise i was raised grandparent because they were Catholic. My grandmother ran the educational services at our Mm -hmm. church. And so like, I had this like thing where, but then my mom like taught our like CCD class Mm -hmm. to this like kind of misfit group of people. So I've always been questioning. I did like, there was a part in there about like, when did you lose faith or when did you lose? Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. But also like the Pope just came back out recently and said, Oh yeah, by the way, gay people. Yeah. You can't get married. Like that's not cool. No kidding. What an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I think he's super, super cool. It's just, he's not cool. Relative to relative to Catholicism. Yeah. I, I used to have a song about um, my family's religious history, but like my, my grandmother was Jewish and disowned for marrying my grandfather who is Catholic. And then my mother was raised Catholic. And then was disowned for from the church for marrying my father who had been divor- divorced. And then like I was raised kind of non-dominational. And then like oh. when I was gay, like I I couldn't be any part of church. So anyway, there's like a music video in there somewhere <laughs> with my grandmother, I, mother, and I. But we've always like kind of chosen um love. I just <laughs> love I just love how you said when I was gay. Like Oh, did I say that? Yeah, I love the idea. <laughs> and of then that. when I was gay. Remember that like time? <laughs> The couple of decades when I was gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, so anyway, I also like appreciated. I think this is what spoke to me is like, yeah, man, like analyze religion. Like, right. Like, and, yeah. and I, it was real news to me discovery coming from, I don't know, Howard County or Baltimore, I guess, like where it was such news to me that Jews and Catholics weren't the my majority. I couldn't mm. believe that 
like Protestants were the minority. So I, I definitely like identified with this being like a Catholic focused, yeah. like Catholic is kind of the like baseline here, which makes yeah. sense to me, but I don't know. And of course we get a bunch of those sort of nineties font, um, yep. with like little crosses in it. Oh, it yeah. just, uh, I know. Is- I was so like, are like- we at like Claire's or what's it? Yeah. Hot topic. Hot, hot yes. Topic. We might yeah. as well be the font might as well be like a 15 year old girl, girl choker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Totally. And then of course we get introduced to our rollerblade punks who accosts someone on the boardwalk. And to be clear, because I had a question about this later yeah. on, these rollerblade hockey punks, which was me as well, like, did they, were they possessed Wait, by- you're a demon? No, she, but I Katie's did- a demon. I did see some roller, some street skating hockey. Um, but were they demons or were yeah, I think they, they were demons. Red Late- Bank kids possessed? They were demons. <sighs> I think they were up, demons. Straight from hell. Later on, uh, Azriel mentions that it's like the Golgothan and those three punks are the only people in hell yeah. that knew about his plan. So okay. I, I just assumed that they were demons from hell. Fun fact. Makes sense. Go ahead. Uh, my father was born and raised in Red Bank, New Jersey. Interesting. And I've spent a lot of time there. It's not the same as Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is where the movie begins, which is in a lot of Bruce Springsteen songs. Oh, yeah. That's sure. Whole cool album. <laughs> I well, Bruce out- Springsteen is from Red Bank. Yes. And Asbury Park is like where you would go to have like Ocean City. Well, Red Bank's on the shore too, but right. Like, but Asbury Park is a very sad, like has been park. That's like his, yeah, that's like his theme. Unfortunately. The yeah. I reached out for a sometimes listener, sometimes caller of this podcast uh, who was from Red Bank, New Jersey. And um, yeah. her her partner responded. Kelly L. Exactly. So Dave L. <laughs> responded with some questions. Kelly L. has not responded to my text thread yet, but she's got a fun text thread to check nice. <laughs> at the end of the day, which is me and Dave L. talking about. Were a lot you about asking Del her Graham. if she knew demons? Yeah, I was asking her all kinds of stuff about, because I think that comic book store is in Red Bank and, you know. Kevin's yeah. just like a big deal for Red Bank, but yeah, I only I got Dave so. L's perspective. I mean, to have like Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, yes. and this guy come from there, that's pretty cool. I know. Where's, you know, the Lauren Glick trio is what's from Ocean City, Maryland, as far as I know. So, yeah. You just need more of like that crucible that really creates great art. It's like pain and stucky Mm, boardwalks. That's true. Um, So, anyways, we get a little bit of the plot that comes around of just that uh, George Carlin, our cardinal, has released the sort of Buddy Christ and this new doctrine about how anyone who comes through the door uh, gets completely forgiven. Right. Catholicism, wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Which just That's is awesome. like a quicker, honestly, if you just go into the little room and then say you're Confessional. Sin, yeah. That's a little room. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> the same house. thing. So it's this is just like a drive-through version of that. I know. This plot point is a little like, this is the only loophole that's opened right. in the past millennia. But sure. I mean. It's, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's. As I said, pros and cons with Kevin Smith. Some of it can just be, I don't think he does a whole lot of like third drafts. Um, it And he had this one written, I think before Clerks or Mallrats and he oh, just held onto it until he could get more money for the effects. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. And then of course we get introduced to uh, Bartleby and Loki. Yeah, Loki at the airport. Right. 
Also, Which, ba- baby versions of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're yeah. hot off of Goodwill Hunting, it seems. Like they're basically their characters from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, certainly Matt Damon. I was watching it with Annie ICO and she's like, is this Goodwill Hunting too? He's what is happening? <laughs> basically. Is the same character. Just yeah. Dial down the Boston accents a little bit. Yeah. And you can tell it's pre 9 11 because they're in the airport watching people greet each other. Also, um, yeah, I have a because I think Affleck has the point of like airports are humanity at its best. And I definitely like flag that as like, no, airports and maybe this is back in the day. But now airports are humanity at its worst. Yeah, just between always... people stealing overhead things, the little bins to, you know, putting their jackets in before they're supposed to. I've yeah, got a lot. no one. No one likes it. Or like. Getting their luggage at the big at the luggage pack, just no one will stand back like five feet so we can see our things. Everyone just like goes to the trough. Ah, I hate I love airports, but I hate them. You think the director of love actually watched this scene and like took that like phrase and was like, I'm gonna get to make a movie about <laughs> montage, probably. Well, maybe big thought. But so we also get introduced to this concept of like no buttholes or dicks that's what he said yeah and there's so much conversation about it and then like lots of people like showing their front for selma hayek i mean she shows up but we don't see it i'm like where's right i'm like why not just show like anyway this is why i think this movie is like made for like a 15 year old or less because like it's like little kids going like well what do you have it was like what do you have and i'm like why is it even a thing why do they have faces why do they have mouths why does selma hayek have boobs if they don't procreate or use the bathroom. Well, but that was all discussed. I know they talked about it a little bit, but like, still, I'm like, I, I still don't get it. It just seems like Beavis and Butthead sitting around a room just being like, oh, buttholes. Well, yeah, I think it's just all of this, I guess, dog or just religious facts or, you know, points from religion that people are just like talking about. Like, I, I think it, it literally is in the Bible. That's but talked angels... about? Why? Yeah, I think so. I don't know for sure that no it's idea. in there, but I, I'm, I'm fairly certain it is. Um, freaking sickos. Freaking sickos. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice at the airport, there's all these like vendors in the background. It looked like the air, the um, uh, air controller. What is that called? traffic uh, control air traffic controller space from modern problems like if you're in the background everybody's selling stuff like someone's selling cheese heads in yeah, i did notice someone, that i'm sure you noticed that like and then someone's selling it's just like a bunch of like really like underground deals there were also like the two yeah there was like two men behind matt damon and yeah Matt having like a very <laughs> yeah. involved conversation it was like focused on but for no reason totally weird right. it's like all sure like kevin friends smith's kevin friends smith. yeah totally Totally. Which we actually rewatched the airport scene because we had seen that Gwyneth Paltrow was in there somehow, but she's she, off screen. She's off camera, right? She's not yeah. in it. I think it's um, like right before her and Ben Affleck were dating, right? Like he invited her to the set. Yeah. And but in rewatching, I did notice that the nun that uh, Ben Affleck or Matt, one, Matt one Damon, of the, Matt like, Damon convinces to leave the clergy. She's yeah. going on like a bender and like a TGI Fridays in the airport, and it's yeah. in, all in the background. I did yeah. see oh, that's that. Fun. That's cool. That. It's a fun through line. So we kind of also get it. I had a lot of questions during the scene I just wrote down because yeah. I was like, are they in limbo? Did they meet God? You know, and obviously all of this gets resolved. But yeah. then like you learn that like Loki is obsessed with taking down 
this TV character who movie movie <clears throat> right yeah which is another I think movie is in another Kevin Smith it's like part of the Kevin Smith world but yeah. like why is he obsessed with movie I get why I get in like this Kevin Spacey seven Gwyneth Paltrow way <laughs> of like this is technically a sin but like what's his beef with movie do we ever learn I think it is it just the it's the false idol thing like right. I guess it's it just represents it's just idolatry something that is worshiping okay. commercial it it represents commercialism it's supposed to be sort of an amalgamum of McDonald's and Disney yeah. and all of that and like how succession people, <laughs> right yeah yeah I, I mean guess- it's I know technically why you would I just didn't know if like loki had like gotten a bad hamburger there or something i just was like why is he no i think he's just okay yeah you're gonna say something bridget i, I was it. gonna say i i unless i was wrong and i know i'm skipping ahead a little bit but they do eat at a moog a moogies mm-hmm. right movies. yeah they build but then, that like yeah. but then like later when they're in that awful awful office scene and they talk about like all the crimes of movies they don't say that it's a restaurant chain because i think it's more than that i think it's like this if Disney and McDonald's merged. Because he's like, you forgot about the magazine. Does he not list restaurant? Oh, okay. in, he, yeah, doesn't. he doesn't. He yeah. doesn't. Oh, Seems, oh, I see what you're saying. He Seems, does. Um, he, he lists a whole bunch a of stuff. But he, it's oh, definitely a restaurant chain, but he doesn't say anything about that. That would be more important than the magazine. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, the next place we go is McHenry, Illinois. Um, and there we get to see like another church guy, maybe a priest. <laughs> talking about um the guy in asbury park who was beat up i guess he was a homeless person and so we're kind of like seeing how the word is spreading about this this person that's being kept oh, alive sure. yeah. right and they're like euthanasia was playing skee-ball i think right wasn't that yeah. guy playing skee-ball? right wait he was playing skee-ball on the boardwalk well no, yeah, but that's, that's why he was at the boardwalk ski-ball. oh, oh yeah. i see i see i see Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, that's where he... you do it. Oh, okay. But we didn't see him playing ski ball. They... No, no, I think he like walked out of. I guess maybe I just made that connection based on where it was the movie written goes, across but... the 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 place. Oh, right it kept saying ski ball behind mm-hmm. him with like yeah. a yeah. So I think that's what he had like. You that's know, so later. funny you say that because I've been to that boardwalk and stood exactly where that guy is standing, oh, and nothing is open on there. Like, yeah, it's all shuttered. So I was like, "There's no way he was doing anything other than standing there." Well, it was shuttered in this movie. Yeah, uh, totally. But yeah, yeah after, in that same church, we get introduced to our sort of the last guy on. Uh, what's her face? Yes. Bethany. Bethany. And then he, at some point, like the priest says something about how there's going to be a right to life and pro-choice softball game, which I was like, oh, that sounds great. If we could only settle our differences through softball. With softball. Um, oh, that would get yeah. so violent. Softball gets so serious anyways. It's true. It's a good point. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's real net loss, softball. Um, but then then we get to see Bethany and Janine Garofalo together at the... So, you know, it's we know that they work at an abortion clinic or like a Planned Parent kind of, kind of situation, but like, are they physicians? Like, do we know what Bethany does? Is we she do physician? not. She I just don't. works there. I think she's probably like administration or counseling. Yeah. Maybe. But also but yeah. I, I focused on Janine Garofalo and I assumed she was like a big character in this movie and then realized that was it. <laughs> she was great. Fun fact. <laughs> Which Phil, I know you know. I, I think Janine Garofalo was maybe originally tapped to play Bethany, or if Kevin Smith regretted not casting yeah, her regretted. as Bethany, which is like this really weird, bizarre thing of 
him. Yeah. Has he said that to? Yeah. The what's her face? <laughs> well, the big scandal is, is it Linda Florentino or something? Florentino. Yeah. yeah. Which, spoiler alert, I think she is so terrible in this movie. I like could not believe it's how terrible she was. In pretty this just, film. it's just miscast. It just doesn't yeah. work. Maybe yeah. so. It's miscast, but also like she has to deal with a lot of dumb shit. Well, totally. But like, what's that character? I mean, we can talk about it as it goes on, I guess. But I, I just feel like her character is, con- it's constantly like buying into some of this, but not all of this, which is bananas. It's like it's either, a hard role. Yeah, hard like role. either sur- it's written weird too. I guess like she's delivering lines yeah. of like, wait, do you really think this? And it's I like think it's either- like a dude that doesn't know how to write a female yeah. character. Yeah, that's what she talks right. about fucking her. Frankly, that's what I'm gonna stand up from a girl, Linda Fierce. No, I think you're right. I mean this I mean maybe I should just the character. I shouldn't say Linda Ferentino. Like the character is so like what it's is terrible. This yeah, this character is terrible. For Jay to talk about fucking for an hour, two <laughs> hours. Yeah, and then it's like I didn't understand. I never understood her motivation or not motivation. It was just kind of terrible. It flip flops a lot, but no, yeah. I mean Kevin Smith doesn't know how to write for right. women. I will say no. from Clerks, and mm-hmm. it was a That's little bit better in Mall Rats. Mm-hmm. but not much to kevin smith's defense even though i don't enjoy him i will say that like just what you both just described in terms of flip-flopping and not knowing and not understanding is like maybe criticism on religion in general and the fact that people who yes claim to have especially in catholicism like have these very warped views on like what's right what's wrong what's okay when is it okay to do things and if you just apologize and say i sinned is it all right yeah oh, i don't know Maybe. I guess it was more just her, Some most of the time, I mean, it's a hard role because most of the time she's just like questioning these apostles that have literally dreamt out of the sky. And like, it's like either you believe in magic or you don't. Like, right. e- you know, it, it was so weird that you're like questioning this magical person in front of you. It's like, you need to get on board with this. And then like that scene she has in the river where she's like, why me? It's like, what else do you have to do? Like, who cares? Like go on this. I don't know. I just like yeah. never, I just like didn't get it. But I think it's the writing and the complex what he was trying to do was complex and I think it wasn't written for that. Um, but quickly scandalized, you know, like he he did go on record as saying that Linda Florentino, Florentino, Florentino was really, he said this, like he, she was really hard to work with. It wasn't fun and that he wished he ch- cast Janine Garofalo. Then later um, in life, he had this like heart attack-ish and like a lot of people call, like he was interviewed about it and said like so many people reached out, including Linda Fiorentino and he apologized to her saying like, I should have never said that. That was so stupid. And they kind of made up. Um, so did he so have a coming knows? to Jesus moment? Yeah, it sounds like it. Rapa. I mean, that being hey, said, oh. I think Janine Garofalo, speaking of parts uh, being rough and miscast i think she would have pulled this off a lot better yeah she can do that sort of flip-flop yeah, of the just like man. incredulous and but yeah, yeah. you don't i believe but then Bra- yeah but i believe people don't Bra- see her they there was probably something and she's not seen as a sex symbol yeah neither <laughs> is this woman maybe i don't know but like there's something softer about her he's definitely you know what i mean and like when yeah, she snaps at sure. jay you're kind of like I would imagine the audience is like, oh, that's cute. Whereas like if Janine Garofalo clapped back at him, it would be like, oh, you're a bitch. Yeah, she's like one of the guys. What else is Linda Fiorentino in? I didn't even look it up. Uh, I did look it up. And she is in Men in Black. Um, She is in The Last Seduction, which I've never seen. Dogma. After Hours, which I 
also haven't really seen. Men in Black and Dogma might be her big yeah. things. Okay, interesting. But anyways, we get the scene with her and then Alan Rickman shows up as a huge fiery thing that turns into an angel. As well, before sort of the- that, wait, do we, we skip the Azrael scene? Do we want to go back to that or no? That's after that. No, oh, no, it, it. no it is before that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Philip. Introduces himself. Another EPA reference that like the EPA equals the devil, yeah, which is I made fun. a note of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we get to know that Azrael's been sent to run those hockey kids. And he just kills that lady that lives in her uh, own house. They're demons. Not cool. They're demons. There's a lot of female He's not a demon movie. though, right? You mean the hockey people that did demons, yeah. As well, he's a fallen angel. So I mean, yeah. it's like he's basically like the devil pretty much. He was a muse, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So technically yeah. not a, I don't know what that would classify him as. He's like the devil's friend. And I, this isn't to stop um, for progress, but like there's a lot of mixture of like mythology and the Bible in this, right? Like Loki's not in the Bible. I don't right? think so. I think it he's is. Like just Norse, sort of like, he's like Norse mythology. Right, so it's like a little bit of like mixing. Okay. And of course, Matt Damon plays loki yes in a play within the avengers thor ragnarok movie so yeah pretty cool pretty fun that's all comes full that's worth it that's worth it all right so now we get um bethany who meets alan rickman's Mm -hmm. um choir of of god who comes Mm -hmm. down and pretty much tells her what she has to do and shows that he's smooth down there there's so much exposition in this movie Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I it's, mean that's part of that's part of why Bethany's character is so frustrating because she's just an exposition machine. She's just like, what? <laughs> what well, she mean? is, but then everybody has to explain things to her. They'll be like, let me explain this thing to you that that just happened, and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. And then yeah. the thing happens, and you're like, oof, like we could have just shown it. Like there's yeah. a yeah. lot. It, it, I, it I made several notes of that, that it's just they introduce everyone and they introduce them by having them explain who they are. I guess it's sort of like what the Bible's like, which can be very boring at times. Of sure. so-and-so also, beget so-and-so. Here's another problem I have just with the like whole writing of poor Bethany is like, Snape is like, oh yeah, like you have this job to do. Oh, you couldn't have your own kids. Guess what? Now you get to be the mother of the world and protect it because you're a woman and that's all you can do is be a mother and ugh, barf. That's later, um, Bridget. It's not. It's in this same scene. Why are you... I'm reading my notes. I thought you meant. Scene. I thought you meant when she becomes pregnant. Spoiler. Well, no, she's but- in this scene. She talks. About- yeah. <laughs> they talk about how she couldn't get pregnant, and mm. he, yeah. he says That's to true. her, "That's true. You're going to be the mother of this of the world. You're going to save the world because you're a woman, a mom who's going to do this, and Something- you're going to have two dumb dudes to help yeah. you." Something about this scene um, at the Mexican restaurant and stuff with that. Just Alan Rickman. Like, and maybe this is where I was getting at with Prince of Thieves too. It somehow the delivery of this made me sad that he wasn't in Game of Thrones. I know he probably wouldn't have been in Game of Thrones, but I was like, he would have been so awesome in Game of Thrones. He's like there. I just get him in that world. He's so cool. He, I mean, but he's the best Snape in the world. And I don't think they could have brought him from Harry Potter. Well, they did some, but a lot. A That's lot true. of people, you're right, you're right. but maybe not too. He's got a big character. Like Harry Potter wasn't in Game of Thrones. You know what true. I mean? Like, I mean, Dumbledore no wasn't. Yeah, no spoilers again. <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones has been over for like two years. No, I mean Harry Potter. 
Oh, what? <laughs> I'm reading it ish. Yeah, uh, I well, haven't. Katie, Harry Potter's been out and over for like 10 well, years. Well, I haven't read it or seen the movies, so Me and please, Phil no are going to dis- read and don't. I'm not going to be that improviser who shall not be named, who got in the backseat of my car once during an improv festival. Uh, his name's Ptolemy. And he ruined the end of Harry Potter for me. He picked up the book that was in my backseat and he said, oh, you're reading this? Let me tell you what happened. Uh, wow. I know. in Baltimore. Yeah. You know, he is. He's, he's in a million commercials and he's also in um, Westworld. Good for him. Okay. He plays Maybe, one of those. Uh, if we ever do a Harry scientists. Potter movie, we should have him do the intro. <laughs> oh man, we shall not be named. <laughs> I named him anyway. I know it was great. Anyway, so Bethany finds out that she's the last Skyon. So- Skyon, Scion, whatever that key is. And that is, means S C I O N. That means like descendant of Christ. Apparently, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, and for some reason that makes her. I mean, I guess she. We learn later that she can bless some stuff, but yeah. yeah uh, so she gets sent on this sort of mission, mm-hmm. and so as a day passes, and then she's getting into her car outside the abortion clinic and gets attacked by the street punks. And in the most like edited fight scene ever, like Look. they're doing it. They're really doing it. Um, <laughs> punch, punch. That Jay and Silent Bob take care of the hockey kids. Here's what I'll say about this scene, though. I've been rewatching a lot of um, Captain America movies in preparation for the new Disney Plus show. Actually, I'm watching them for the first time. And, um, like, I... I always like in the Marvel movies, like the people get hit once and then they pass out immediately. Yeah. And maybe because the superheroes hitting you. But I at least enjoyed how when Jay and Silent Bob hit these kids, there were like repercussions. <laughs> they like they actually like stayed up and fought back for a while. Yeah, it was an actual fight. More engaged. Um I do well, like somebody how was engaged. Jay, Jay called them mighty duck fucks. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Although just why didn't those punks kill her right away like they had the chance they I were able to just know. blade that woman back in uh the air yeah. conditioned house before but they took their time they're the worst demons they're plot <laughs> demons is what they are they are plot teenagers demons. so like maybe they just were having like they couldn't handle themselves but yeah. then we go to a diner where Jay summarizes every movie we've reviewed on this podcast. That's right. Yeah. Talks about Weird Science and 16 Candles. And then there's like a Home Alone reference later. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. Um, but it's really just ragging. a John Hughes. Yeah. Um, which I I know that you had said that you don't enjoy Jay and Silent Bob. I don't enjoy Silent Bob. And I don't think i'd want to hang out with jay but there is when he's relaxed and just talking i do enjoy his voice like i really enjoyed when he said like when he was talking about john hughes like you know him too oh god like when he's like not trying to sexually assault women yeah um i when he's like chilled out i i can understand being kevin smith knowing this guy and being like you should be on film and then like it's a weird translation but i don't know something about his actual voice drives me I think they have their moments. Like I think when Jay is very innocent, especially later on in the movie yeah. where he's for surprised and always being positive. I think that works for him when he's being this sort of annoying. Sometimes the motor mouth works in other movies like clerks where it's a character you're designed to hate. Yeah. Totally. I think is what part of it. Um, you're not actually supposed to like his character. A whole lot um but yeah when yeah. he's innocent like i think what 
doesn't work is when he just like leans so far into like cuss words that it almost sounds like he doesn't even know what they mean well, and that's like what i was women, gonna say like it just reminds me of like, of like a beginner improviser improviser yeah that right. just like goes blue I've, because they don't know what else to do totally yeah. Yeah. i've taught i feel like i've taught him too many times and like yeah. there are these moments where you're like hey that's good you're chilled Chill out. out you're calm yeah i get it but like otherwise i'm just like why are you talking and you're saying nothing and you think you're funny but you're just, yeah. you've been entitled to just like say whatever yeah. you want for your whole life. Totally and you agree. have this like silent friend next to you. Ugh. Also, they what should I... both have haircuts. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's part of it though. There's but, okay, weird... I, you know what? I like Jay's hair. I'll, you know, I'll give Jay a plus for his hair, but Silent Bob's hair is the worst. What I don't like about Silent Bob is like, it kind of reminds me of Daryl Hannah and Splash where I'm like, <laughs> are you mute? Or can you like, you this doesn't make any sense like i knew some people that were kind of like silent bob and it's not like they didn't know how to talk they just like didn't want to say anything and so like he's so animated it just doesn't make sense he chooses not to that's the whole running gag throughout all of kevin smith's movie he usually says this very uh wise thing at the end of the movies I know, or like no ticket or whatever. But like, I just, I that wish was just he was a little yeah. more of like a, I don't know, like a flat affect, like the very animated, it, it seems like miming. I don't know. I don't know yeah, why it doesn't dev- do it yeah. for me. I, I kind of like it. The sort okay. of reaction shots of it. Um, I'm misremembering. I'm remembering him more as just kind of like this deadpan, like, mm, like looking at his head. Like, and I knew guys like that, but like this, like this, like very animated silent person is like such a strange thing to this me. is i mean in clerks and mall rats he was more subdued for sure yeah right um, maybe that's what i'm remembering yeah and I then of course he's almost like signing but he doesn't know how to sign and it's, it, it's they i think jay and silent bob become sort of characters this is sort of the moment where they become more characters than anything else okay uh, Interesting. and then we also see just i think and I just have the note that Jay is the nice guy who thinks he deserves sex oh, yeah. um, by just like, oh, I beat up that guy for you. So like, give me the sex. Yeah. Um, once again, I think he's, it's supposed to be this lovable, annoying guy. And it, it, it goes in sometimes goes me, to sure. just annoying guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we see Loki and Bartleby on the bus leaving where they assassinate somebody. <laughs> um, yeah. In a very violent way, yeah. Which it's it just, it's like going, this movie like pivots back and forth from like having a real tone of like seven and then a tone of like mall rats. Um, but my question is like, can they, how can they leave Wisconsin? Like I thought that they were sentenced to Wisconsin, which is quote unquote, worse than hell. Um, and for eternity. So like, how can they leave? If they can leave, why don't they live in Palm Springs? Because Wisconsin's <laughs> awesome. Well, it um, is awesome. I mean, Wisconsin's great, but like, it seems, you know what I mean? Like, what's the rules there? What short answer. Mean? Yeah. Kevin Smith doesn't do third drafts. Um, so <laughs> okay. when this came up, he's just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Got it. Um, okay. I think longer answer is that God is in this coma. And so he's not enforcing the rules. How they knew that, unclear. Once again, I don't think he does rewrites. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be the unliked member of this podcast this week, but like, I, and again, I'm not against I don't think that's true. No, I, I think it's because I have, I just have feelings, but I, I'm not against violence in movies or anything like that, but the mm. violence in this movie just seemed mm-hmm. to just really run me mm-hmm. the wrong, especially with stuff going on in our world. It's like gratuitous and it's just gun violence. And I'm like, if you are this 
this, whatever you are, and maybe that's commentary again, I don't know, but like, if you're so high and powerful, like, why do you have to use a gun, which is a human created thing? Yeah. And I just, I just, the gun violence, like, and shooting that guy for no reason. I'm just like, I don't get it. And like that poor woman who had to be there and watch that, like, it's it's just it's very 90s um i think this was more of a thing in the 90s of just gratuitous violence um sort of very sort of shock you right innocence be damned Um, it's very like matrix it feels like a guy Ritchie film in some ways it's mm. like this all of a sudden this like hip gun almost like the boslerman like romeo and juliet thing Mm. i'm with you there bridget i mean whatever maybe i'll have to come up with another yeah but see this is why i may be a hypocrite because i like the bos lerman romeo and juliet but it maybe because it's more stylized or or, i don't know but this one really comes out of nowhere it's it's pretty like triggering no pun intended the end end was really not i was like i did not enjoy yeah the end of this movie but anyway okay if we're gonna yeah if we're gonna get to the end we're gonna gonna ever finish push on so we get uh, back to our last guy on, we have uh, Chris Rock falling from the sky, nude. Um, and yeah, we, we realized that he's the 13th apostle. Um, he knew Jesus. And yeah. And well, I Jay- have a plot. Sorry. Okay. I, have a, I, have a, I have a plot point question about this is like Chris Rock falls from the sky and he is to right some wrongs about um, how the Bible is being advertised because not only was he a black man and he was the 13th apostle, but Jesus was a black man. So like, is this just a coincidence that he's coming at this time or is something about George no. Carlin's like magic door that is, this is like the right time for him to come down and do this as well? He saw it and he descended because of this. He saw the door. He saw he's been, the... No, he's been, want, he's been watching everything and sort of seeing them go on their little pilgrimage or whatever. And so drop down to join it. And he's like, this is the perfect time for me to state my case. I think that's like a B goal, I assume. I think his A goal is to help her. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's a beagle. And that's I'm like, what I did what too. What is this like... term? It's a classic MacGuffin. It's a classic beagle. <laughs> a beagle. <laughs> yeah, it's a beagle. A beagle is like a secondary a goal. Oh, amazing. Got it. Why is he naked? Um, unexplained. So he has a butt, but he doesn't have a butthole. No, he was a human, so he has everything, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah he's sure so. just full on human. He was an apostle and everybody everybody knows him. Okay. And so then they go to a movies and then venture into because Jay and Silent Bob go into the strip club, right? Um, well, first they go to Moby World, Moby World, right? right? And they're kind of like having the conversation about worship worshiping false idols. We get set up for that. Oh yeah, you're right. We do kind of like see Salma Hayek in the strip club. And then we get some homophobia with Jay masturbating while thinking of men, which Silent Bob is shocked and appalled by. Um, That's like the secret that Chris Rock tells about about Jay. And then and then, yeah, we're in then we're in a strip bar where strip bar where like the rules seem to be that you have to bid on strippers so that they come over to your group and like whoever has the highest that's the pot of money that the stripper gets i'm like what are these rules (laughs) from from many many years ago i can tell you just wait 
You know, you don't. Yeah. I think strippers would love all of that money. I would like just give somebody money and they'll that's well, no, back I mean, and forth, right? Yeah. It's also the worst strip club. It has like boxes piled in the corner and it's yeah. it's just it's not it's good. also a pretty good strip club because Helma Sayak Helma Sayak <laughs> Selma Hayek is stripping there. Um who's a muse who's been who chose to leave heaven like because she wanted to write her own stuff right she was sick of everybody stealing her ideas so she is kind of a fallen she's kind of like Azriel, but she chose it herself correct and she wrote 17 movies that's what she said but not home alone not home she, alone. she wrote all of the ones that in, won yeah. like that were box office hits except for the one with the kid i i will say i really liked selma hayek in this film i thought she I don't know. Yeah. I was just like buying her. No, not so much. Well, again, I just, it's like the things that she's made to say, which yeah. I think like she, and again, I know it's nineties I'm not, I'm not removing it, but we do get like an R word dropped in there. Yeah. yeah. That's there, true. There's a lot of that's that. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm pro sex worker. I'm pro choice for your body, whatever you'd like to do. But again, it wasn't written. I don't know. It's just not written in that way. And again, like making her, advocate for her money and then like the fact like there was so much conversation about the fact that she had boobs now and so she could is that yeah. why she could be a stripper or? i don't know i don't know this yeah i had just once again so much clunky exposition yeah in here i just um, liked her acting job i will say that i have flashbacks to dusk till dawn have you guys ever seen that movie yes <laughs> um yeah anyway which that yeah just very briefly, that was such an amazing experience because I had no idea me too anything about it when I went in and spoiler so when it, don't when say it switched. I won't say you're anything. Still reading Phil, it. Still you're reading the books. Phil, <laughs> you're still reading Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, I'm um, still reading it. I well, I highly recommend the watch, and we won't spoil anything. But Phil, I had the exact same experience where we like in the days that you would just go to a movie theater and see what was on the list, and it's like I guess Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. I don't know whatever this movie is with George Clooney, I guess. And then like what 25 minutes in, or maybe even later, sure. you're like. What? There's something I mean, that happens, but what we, won't a special say, experience. we won't say what. So go watch it, Bridget. We must have All talked right. about this before, but I'm glad we have the same experience. Um, is the, is the, maybe I missed this and it was more explicit, but is it that the guys in the bar who are not the people that all walked mm-hmm. in there together? The gang um, members? Yeah. Are they like explicitly gang members from like are they bloods like is it supposed to I be would, like really that's what they infer isn't red bloods yeah that's what they're they are red. inferring it's yeah i'm just kind of like, not great it's not, not good. great i wasn't um, i wasn't having a good time with that but uh one of the guys goes in the bar and the toilet overflows and then uh a demon comes out a gold yeah. gotham uh a shit demon. which i think is an, a real thing uh i'm pretty sure it's a oh. real thing yeah. It was hard to trace, like, I assume all of this is based on something. I think most of it is. Now, didn't we already see a shit demon in Weird Science? Yeah. Oh, well... yeah. Good call. <laughs> it looks similar. Similar sounds, too. Or rotund. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I I did have a note that it was it was honestly fairly cute for a shit monster. <laughs> like slime. Like, it was just like. Yeah. Which I think it was like saying stuff like I come from 
the excrement of the defeat. I don't know. Oh, it had all this. He did say the, I came from the excrement. Of, yeah. There yeah, was yeah. like Hamlet references that it, he also said. All I heard was, oh, bow, 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 <laughs> look at me. Um, but yeah. Bob's able to knock him out with like odor spray that he yeah. uses. For he uses farts. Yes. Mm-hmm. When And I'm going to make my point here. of Just whenever Kevin Smith tries to be funny, <laughs> It's so it's the right. same with like improv. It's when the you, improv when you try thing. to make a joke, it just clunks so hard. Yes. But when he tr- he 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 can be really good at just this very conversational, uh, down a, a nerd rabbit hole thing, yeah. and he's good at that. But when he tries to make a joke, oh, it, it just, just poops it, and butts. It's like yeah, poops and yeah. butts in private parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But- I've heard there's a good musical about that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> coming to a a venue near you yeah (laughs) so loki and and bartolomew go to what's the name bartles bartles and james bartleby bartles and james James. they go to a bus ticket window and they can't get a ticket to new jersey and then they run into asriel who that actor um what's his name jason lee doesn't he sound like ryan reynolds like he I looks yeah. like ryan reynolds i would close I, my I would eyes get them and mixed i was up like so much. they're very similar yeah and i was like that sounds like deadpool like it's yeah it took me very... a while to differentiate the two of them and yeah. i think jason lee is a really good actor like i i don't know there's all this stuff on like what i mean we won't get into it but like who was supposed to play who in this movie is yeah. like so mixed up in the schedules and yeah. all of this stuff but yeah i i always think jason lee delivers yeah personally. and i think this was the right role for him mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i enjoy him but i did think he was ryan reynolds um so they they end up um you know we get some more exposition we all get on the train they're all on the train yeah that's all you need to know is that everyone gets on this train and then we have a meet cute between our good guys and our bad guys basically Mm -hmm. um and they have a conversation without knowing who's who um and then it was it was all going to end and because like, it's kind of like painful. You're like, Oh, Bethany, stop talking. Stop telling Bartleby your plan. But like Chris rock, like, like Rufus was going to walk in at some point and they were going to recognize yeah. each other. So it was all going to go to hell at some point. And then they get thrown off. The, and then like Kevin Smith writes himself to be a hero. Don't <laughs> In get this it. film, like he has super strength. Like, I guess they're like, Jay is a prophet, or they're both prophets. Like he just has super. He can throw people off buses, and I don't he can get hit it. people with golf clubs, and yeah. That again, the golf club part, the whole blessing thing. But like he's just like this instrument. I guess he's like a Simon Birch kind of character, like this uh, instrument of God. No. Like no, they haven't explained it at all because this didn't make any sense. Like they're two superhuman angels that he just handily beats. Yeah. And it makes no sense. I just, yeah, I'm not here for it. I don't like how they spend, he, he wrote all these self-deprecating chubby person jokes about himself, which people deliver through the whole movie. They're like, hey, remember that guy's chubby? And you're like, okay. And then he like does these, yeah, these sort of like non-plussed superhero feeds. I'm just, ugh, it kind of just grosses me out. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel like I've met this man multiple times throughout my comedy career. And I'm just like, I don't think you're very funny. Just cut it out. Yeah. And then we get the no ticket, the Indiana Jones reference. Um, oh, right. Thank you. Okay. I know you Wait, what is that? What is, what is the Indiana Jones reference? So, so basically he throws them off the train. Then he's like, 
no ticket. And that is from the third Indiana Jones. A blimp, uh, right? Throws them off a dirigible. Yeah, a blimp. Um, oh. Another name for a dare. A beagle. A beagle. Yeah, off a blimp. And uh, yeah. Throws them off a beagle. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Then we get the obligatory third act loss of faith by Bethany, uh, where she just like. so hard to believe. Yeah, this was annoying. And again, I think I said this like maybe it's COVID, but I'm like, sure. What do you want to do? I'll go. Like, whatever. Like, what else is she doing? Like, why is she so. Yeah, go ahead. Here's my question about Bethany. She was praying in the scene where Snape first came in, right? She was on her knees by her bed and then she gets up to get in her bed. She was and- no, she was bed. sleeping. She was sleeping, I okay, thought. I swore she was praying next to I mean, to she was bed. in church at mm. some point. Anyway, it's all just kind of like confusing and like the whole thing of like her working, is, is it just that she's working in an abortion clinic? And so like it's, why? It's hard to buy her as having a religious crisis. Like it almost yeah, seems like yeah. this exactly. like 1950s thing. It's like this yeah. is the 90s. Like I exactly. don't buy that this woman is having this religious crisis. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um but then everybody gets super high. Uh, and this is where you're talking about where Bethany like tells Bartleby the whole thing. I think she gets super drunk, right? Drunk. Oh, she <laughs> says drunk. high. I or like she says we need drugs and then she just gets beer or booze or something like that. There was a little moment. I think it kind of wrote a little maybe a homophobic line but i did kind of enjoy the conversation where she was learning about bartleby and loki yep. and she's like oh you you were stationed together see that's great like i think like everybody in the military should. i just thought it was like a kind of a cute and i actually didn't there. read read that much as home i, I yeah. honestly think for for the i thought time, it could have gone yeah weirder, but it didn't for the time i think kevin smith didn't realize how much like bulking and being so freaked out at your friend imagining men when he's when they're masturbating I, I don't think he read i don't think he understood that was homophobia and then i i think that this was actually treated pretty like yeah straightly and or rather straightly that was like, one of my favorite scenes that yeah. was just more natural i guess totally yeah yeah i don't think anybody was like offended by being presumed gay or there was any kind of like i don't think there was any homophobia in there i think they were just acknowledging yeah. that gay couples exist frankly yeah. There was a really long scene. I don't know if they were in a parking garage or where they were. Bar- Barbie and Loki yeah. are talking about how they're not giving up. But it's like, I don't. I just kind of blanked out. I think it was really long. It's it's only there so we can see the split between Loki and Bartleby. That one I is see. goes sort of crazy, Bartleby, and then Loki. And I also thought it was kind of. I mean, Kevin Smith like loves to take like this like philosophical banter to bizarre places, like. Um, uh like ski ball and red bank and malls and parking garages and i thought that was interesting because like the parking garage had the same echoing that you have in a church mm. so i thought that was kind of interesting so okay. I thought that was like okay. on purpose so everyone sort of ends up back at this bar and Azrael shows up um and sort of locks them down mm-hmm. And, and at this point, Bethany has realized that she's the great, 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 great niece of Jesus Christ, right? Which blows her mind. Whereas you, if you told me that, hey, someone really old Who you're cares? related to, I'd be like, yeah, that sort of makes sense. Huh? Yeah. Slash, like if Jesus had multiple brothers and sisters, how is Bethany the only descendant? People die. That's... I don't know. That's. Oh, really? 
people di- people do die yeah i think people die but like wouldn't the tree just grow from there like surely he had other sometimes nieces and nephews. the trees end like Phillip's yeah son. like it could just stop i guess so hard to believe <laughs> Hard anyway. to believe the Catholics, am I right? Yeah, exactly. But I'm bummed. Condoms. Although Jesus was a Jew, Jewish person. Right? <laughs> a Jew. Say the person. whole word. Just say the whole phrase. I don't know. Wait, did we? Yeah. Okay, now I'm doing. Did we skip when they're at the church talking to George Carlin before they're in the bar? Or yes, when they go there and they're like, te- they're, they're like, all of them oh, are there right, right, trying right, to yeah. get him to cancel. Great idea. They walk in with no plan of why he right. should cancel this. They fumble it. Like, yeah, if I was George Carlin, I would kindly ask them to leave. This but is I a d- ridiculous request. I like the commentary here. Obviously, like he's like the church doesn't make mistakes, and <laughs> they're like, yeah. uh, and they named slavery and the Holocaust as a couple of uh, big ones. They didn't help. Yeah, I mean, right, totally. So then, yeah, then we go to the bar, I guess, some random bar. I sort of, I was confused by that sort of switch. But uh, anyways, they're there. Azrael shows up. Um, They use the sort of ruse of the golf club and the holy water Mm -hmm. to sort of take them down. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, at the same time, they're, they're watching sort of uh loki and bartleby go go nuts at yeah. the church and um, Azriel kind of like monologues so that they kind of get more of like what's going on which i guess is a little bit of or like he does the same thing jason lee does the same thing in the incredibles which is kind of right. fun is the guy the bartender is that one of the biker guys from weird science <laughs> no it isn't I don't know no. he's just <laughs> another kind of like quirkier fella dude yeah. oh i was like oh my god i think that's a bike guy okay never mind also like okay here's here's one of my questions for question corner early why don't the police come to the church ever yeah ever why doesn't why don't the police come ever to the church <laughs> my assumption is that they did and that they've already been dispatched possibly or just killed you mean Yes. But we so would have seen. Yes, we that is seen, what I mean by dispatched. We would have <laughs> seen cop cars. We would have uh, seen. Dispatcher, let's send these guys somewhere else. You've been dispatched. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. We would have seen cop cars. We, they they would have known that they were down. Like people would have said, man down, man down. And then like other cops, like it's like every district there in New Jersey has their own cop. My, my, Cousin is a police officer in New Jersey. So well, ask him why he didn't go. Part. Yeah. Well, he was a child. Where was he? He was a Ugh. child when this oh. movie. Well, no excuse. He was a baby. He was he was like in middle school. <laughs> I, um, fun fact about one of the police the police chief. So, so I was thinking about that when they like walk up as angels and they're like, "We're gonna fuck this place up," or they start like talking like Shakespeare. Anytime that somebody starts talking like Shakespeare in a public space, like get out of there. And so <laughs> yeah. the police, but they do have a policeman there. I think that policeman has a Baltimore accent. I'm pretty sure because like they have like one police guy and George well, Carlin's yeah, like, he's get like him. security. Yeah, he's like security. It's like, all right, we got to get move on. Move on here, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You get out of here. <laughs> maybe, it was, uh, maybe it was Philly though, because Philly, you know, Philly slash Jersey. Sometimes people it all blends if, together. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. People ask if my accent is Jersey. Sometimes I'm like, How you're like forget about it. I know. I'm like, oh, it's not as like classic Jersey is as like Jersey. coffee cake. Coffee cake. It's a lot more classic. Coffee. People wouldn't yeah. think I was so like backwoods, probably. 
so we get basically every uh, everyone in front of the church and of course loki's drunk and bartleby is up in the sky dropping people Ugh, yeah and it's it's violent there's i hate i hated this whole scene i hate it was intense it. and matt damon loki's drunk and because his... he's a human now because his wings were cut off who cut off his right. wings he did because that's what they they have to do oh yeah it's I hated those little chicken nuts. Oh that they were my like. god! I have I can't even talk about those. Have you guys dogs. seen the movie Maleficent with Angelina Jolie? Maleficent. Is that how you say it? I never know if it's like Maleficent or Maleficent. Maleficent. I don't know. It's Maleficent. How what was I saying? Wow. Well, whatever, man. It's the villain, fit. the villain from Sleeping Beauty, which I 100% had a crush on as a cartoon, but whatever. Um, but <laughs> the movie, those cheekbones. Oh. incredibly fetching. So Angelina Jolie, if you don't like angel wings being cut off, skip it. Like that's a real big part of that movie is her wings being cut off. And they're always, man, like the idea, it's so disgusting. Like it's so disturbing. Like somebody's (laughs) wings literally being corrupt is so symbolically disturbing. But the way that they portray this in the movie... And how they just continue to, to it's wiggle so there. Rough, man. And then it's also like this question of like, what? <laughs> Bridget how is going to throw wing, up. <laughs> like, but this is a true plot point. It's like, how much wing needs to be gone? Like, still got bones. Right. Like, what does he need to, how much of the wing needs to be gone? I like, think it needs to be completely be detached. Like, it needs to be like, completely no... dispatched. Fuck off. Dispatch. Dispatcher, we need to get rid of those wings. <laughs> Right, because because when Bartleby's wings get shot off, yes, the ones that get down to the chicken. Really, really great, <laughs> great aim on Jay's part in this one scene. Well, okay, but explain this to me is like why then is that easier? Like, did he he'd always have to he would always have to remove his wings to walk through that door to become mortal to then be forgiven and oh. then to get killed once he gets out of the door. I think is the deal. So then it's like you just did him a big favor Uh, and he's like, yes. And Ben Affleck does some like real intense acting of like cry to laugh to cry to laugh. I was like having flashbacks to Armageddon when he's like saying goodbye to Bruce Willis. And like, but like if Matt Damon cut off his own wings, Ben Affleck was like a minute from doing it. It's not like Jay needed to shoot down. No, I don't know. It's confusing. There's a lot that's sort of confusing in this, this scene. Um, it's so gross. Yeah. So anyways, he people are trying to to stop him. Uh, and then people are getting real into hitting and pushing women around. It's a lot of like just slapping women and like throwing them over cars and like Jay, this is this is I think Jay at his worst when he's just like you know, just abusing Bethany and oh, I it's hated gross. it. Yeah, it's not great. Well, I, yeah, and I hated the whole thing. What's like, oh, you said if we have five minutes left, then you're gonna fuck me, and like, but I did kind of think it was funny that he did take a condom out to, to do that because you're like, if you're gonna die, like, what is that about? That's funny, yeah. And thank God that she, spoiler alert, that's not the father of her baby. I hope it's not for her sake. No, because they so. never did. did. But I was idea. very confused that when she ended up being pregnant. But anyways, so she runs off with Silent Bob to go get God out of this hospital. Um, yeah. they make it just in time and then she appears in the doorway to stop um, Bartleby and, and she screams like the mermaid in Splash <laughs> yeah 
Right. And then like Alan Rickman doesn't have to close his ears because he's okay well, with it. No one does except for mortals. So Jay, anyone who's okay. dead or who like is on a different uh, plane of existence. <sighs> I don't, I hope Nora L doesn't hate me for this podcast. <laughs> I love you, Nora L, but Alanis Morissette is the biggest letdown ever. Really? <laughs> for a god. Even oh. in 1999. I, I, I'm just oh, I like. I loved that part. Well, I used to love that part. Also, well, like, if God is a woman, right? That in this was movie, one, one of us. us. Like, let that Joan woman Osborne. be God. Let Joan Osborne be it. But, like, why is she so dumb and goofy and, like, booping people <laughs> on the fucking nose? Because she's the first manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, she Like, is, that's, man. I actually made a note Good of that. Good call. Yeah. Well, wasn't it, wasn't she supposed to play Bethany and then her tour schedule yeah. didn't work out? Which is hard to believe. Like, when is she ever, she's actually in an episode of Sex in the City, but it's like, when is Elias Morissette ever, like, played a protagonist role in a film? Like, like, yeah. Can she act? Yeah, that was the I don't know. question. Well, she was on. You can't do that on television. That's true. A lot that of... is true. Um, I'm, which I'm blanking on who they actually had for God. Uh, Emma Thompson. There you go. Oh, and her yes! and Alan Rickman. Yeah, yes! I she couldn't that. do it. She couldn't do it. I don't know. Emma like, Thompson. I, yes. I dug. I dug Alanis Morissette. She's got like real big eyes that just like look at you like i bought that alanis morissette as god like knew more than the people around her because the way she would look at them and like i think the boop on the nose is like you wouldn't (laughs) i think the boop on the nose is like you wouldn't understand it if i told you well that was because right after that we had a discussion of what would you actually ask god Mm -hmm. and nora was like oh that's a pretty good you know, question and like you would never understand the answer. Yeah. Like what God would actually tell you think, in this yeah. would just blow your mind so much. Yeah. Um, your head I mean, would explode. What I would up, disagree up. with is like Alan Rickman's follow up to the boop on the nose is like, I told you she was funny. And it's like, that's not funny. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not a funny joke. Who is that that's... Alan Rickman? <laughs> <laughs> I told you she was funny. It's like, it's cowboy James Bond. I think. I told you she was. I thought it was great. I love it, <laughs> but it wasn't. Because <laughs> you were trying to get that like snarly, I'll cut your heart out. It's so deep. Bone. Yeah, it is because it's dull. Um, it's dull cousin. Yeah, I don't know. So that's, and then we find out uh, Bethany's pregnant. Yeah. Good luck, Bethany, being a single mother in Illinois. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the it's Oy, the immaculate yeah. conception, right? I mean, you guys were saying like yeah. it's not Jay's, like it's no one's, right? Because now it's she's Snape's. the last. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, she's. Snape the... could have just told her instead of having to like really put his hand right on her uterus. <laughs> I, I want to talk to Bethany about like this husband of yours sucks. Like, I would like. Her I ex? think yeah. I wish she would go to therapy. Like anybody just like fully leave somebody because yeah. they right. like, can't get pregnant and like there's somehow no workaround. Even though you work in fertility, like I don't know that whole thing. No. Freaking adoption, 90s, you know. All Come of on, it, Catholics, and I'm not saying yeah. any of it's easy, but it's like. God, this really blows. <laughs> like, yeah, God. Yeah, God. Mm. Um, so move on to, and I always get the order wrong. Questions? Is that? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Corner. I had one which is not going to have an answer, but it was just how many from Nora L. How many movie references were in this? 
Uh, and there's, oh, there's a bunch. Oh, yeah. Tons. Jay, I mean, Jay mainly is just constantly. And then there's like a, there's a line from Ben Affleck where, you know, like it's, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's character. It's like this buddy comedy that we're supposed to be really into. And like, he at some point says like he owes him $10 from betting that E.T. was going to be less successful then. Yeah, and I'm I like, mean, what did you do? Why did I you didn't cut? hear it crush something like they that, what a terrible edit like did they just have one roll of film to get yeah. that like why would you just film i don't know what it was but anyway um it's a really good question and i think the answer are multiple multiple yeah, movie references i just always sort of think of as kevin yeah kevin smith as the poor man's uh quentin tarantino mm, of just they both i think grew yeah. up watching so many movies like and then have incorporated yeah yeah and they throw a bunch of references in i have a well, question go ahead yeah which is why is god in that man's body i think god loves ski ball and he has to come down it's like his outings or what do they call it is vacations staycations walkabout if you will so she so puts herself he, in yeah. right. They well, I think they also explain that it's sort of the same way that uh, she's in uh, what's oh, her in face. Everybody. Yeah, no, it's just she's not like a a body, a human body, like that. I think I wasn't paying attention to the end, but it's not why she's actually a she or a he. Yeah, it looks um, like genderless. It she could be in anybody. Yeah, right, right. But it's skee ball. I think is that right, like. So, so the god form was just in Alanis Morissette's body? I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's what God always looks like. I think God is kind of like omnipresent. And what, because... what happens to Alanis Morissette's soul when she's... Well, I don't know. I'm, like really, I'm really just guessing, but like, I don't think Alanis Morissette is some human. Like, I right. think it's just like, like some... Formed just like form. God forms of body. Yeah. Huh. All right. I did enjoy the banter between Alanis Morissette and Ellen Rickman of like getting each other like dirty and bloody. It was kind of that funny. was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all the questions. Well, I, I have a question from not, um, not Red Bank native Kelly L who's refused to weigh in. Okay. But from Dave L um, who, who, got? who asks firstly, um, what the fuck question mark, but okay. then more specifically, Maybe, quote, maybe my question is, and this is mean to Red Bank's favorite son, quote, why did we all get on board for Kevin Smith? Oh, what a good question. <laughs> we, had a, we had a long conversation after this um, and a text chain that I can add to our, you know, Instagram feed for our um, Patreon users. Um, but yeah, I was... It, I mean, I don't know if I have an answer for it. I don't know if anybody wants to take a. I think it's the it. '90s. It was mm-hmm. like he is just very much situated in the '90s. Situated in the '90s. I mean, I I think people forget that this sort of, con- I mean, this is very much outside of that. But this sort of conversational, like regular people movie, mm-hmm. I don't think was really a thing. But like with Clerks and Mallrats, yeah. it was just this. Clerks was a big deal. Like mumblecore, like indie. Yeah, it's indie. just. Low budget. Very low budget. Um, but I, I think just akin to comics in that you have these sort of superhero moves that people do. And that was way before all the whole, whole mm-hmm. Lord Avenger universe and all that kind of stuff. But it's just, yeah, I think it had its heyday in the 90s and it really only could have 
in the 90s. Yeah. Well, Dave L continues to say, it was like a national delusion on a very small scale. I do wonder how much of it has to do with, quote, I made this movie for $500 ethos that was so sexy at the time. And that probably, he maybe answered his own question. Yeah. Except for not this one. Right. Yeah, he saved up for the budget. I mean, the like, as a kid. The budget for those nubs alone. Like, <laughs> God. Oh, oh, I just stopped thinking about them. Chicken wings. I mean, to relate to Norrell, as a kid, like, I really enjoyed the quick banter and the challenging of, like, religious norms and things that you hold precious. It was and, new. It was new, and it was almost, like, in line with South Park of, like, hey, this is, like, commentary, and I'm not saying that this is all bad, but, like, we should think about this. And, like, the, you know, it's like, kind of South Parkish. Yeah. Save it think- for your rating, Katie. Okay. You're getting you're getting into it. Getting ahead All right. of yourself. Should we Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Hummers, Bummers, Dummers. Let's do it. Oh, uh, do you want to start with our, our Bummers? Because I have a sneaking suspicion. Yeah. They'll be close. So there's going to be some overlap. <laughs> um, I've got can... mine locked in, so y'all just go first. Well, I think this... I guess sorry for the bummer. Like, I mean, I think the scene that we didn't talk about was when they, like have a mass shooting at the movie's that... boardroom. Yeah, that was mine. Do you want to tag team it? Because I Let's tag team this one. I mean, right. I was floored. I kind of did this deep dive into Columbine. Because yeah. Because this movie, Columbine, happened in... 1999, May, May yeah. of 1999? Wait, yeah. April. April of 1999. It was like... Hitler's birthday or something. And so April of 1999 and Bridget, you were graduating. I was a junior in high school. So much in high school when this happened. And this movie came out November, 1999. Yeah. It was my freshman year of college. And I kind of can't believe it was released because Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are wearing like these dusters. Yeah. And you know, they're also wearing hoods, which are supposed to represent halos, which is interesting. But like, um, I was watching this at any ICU and she's like, you know, I've never been in a shooting, but this is frankly triggering. This is yeah. like not fun. They're trapped. Like, it's upsetting. I don't like this. The way they were like questioning people and like messing with their minds and that poor woman, again, just like, I mean, I guess she was spared, right? Yeah. yeah the, she survived. But like traumatized. Barely. Barely. Yeah. Traumatized. Like the tone like, of it. Like, life is ruined. Yeah. The thing that happens on the bus is like, I guess this guy's a jerk to you, like I guess, but like they focus a lot on like adultery, which is like get fucked. Who cares? Like yeah. this is this is in no point at no point in this movie am I rooting for Loki and Bart- Bartleby. Like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon seem friends, and that's fun, but like I'm not rooting for these characters. These characters, no. characters seem terrible people, and like that boardroom scene was just like enough to be like, I might have to turn this movie off. Like yeah. this is terrible. So. I don't know. That's my. Yeah, I don't know I if mean, you're supposed to root for them. No, maybe I don't not. Think so. Maybe you're not. I mean, this whole movie kind of bummed me out, but <laughs> I'll go with. I, I wanted to tag team, so I'm going to use that as my bummer too. Mm-hmm. So go mm-hmm. ahead, Philip. Uh, my bummer is just going to be wing nubs. <laughs> uh, I wish we had a grosser because that would have been my grosser. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oof. With Ben Affleck's in particular, just oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Some of us haven't eaten dinner. Chicken yeah. wings. Yeah, for sure. Barf. Right. <laughs> uh dumbers. I have a dumber. Um I'm flipping back to it because it was kind of in the beginning. We didn't talk about like, um 
there's a lot of people that carry around i think ben affleck and matt damon both carry around like fun articles they've cut out of the paper <laughs> with them and so when ben affleck is like explaining to matt damon like you know read the whole article this is what we need to do and ben damon matt damon is like who sent it to you and um Ben Affleck's like it's not important I'm like it's the only thing that's important <laughs> like you've lived on this earth as a fallen angel yeah. for a millennia and you don't think it's important who sent you this article and what they're up to because of course we realized later that it's Azrael that's just trying to cause the collapse of the universe and I have to say we didn't really talk about this but like I totally get Azrael's thing he's like I don't want to go back to hell it's worse than life forget it end it and it's selfish but it's not unreasonable like i get like well, he's not i don't know Azrael is not the most unlikable character to me and no. maybe he's not supposed to be anyway but i just was like the fact that he didn't even try to figure out who had sent to them this article in the mail was bananas <laughs> i think he's supposed to be more likable than loki and he is. um bartleby which is I maybe think. like maybe like a twist because matt damon and Ben Affleck are such golden boys and Jason Lee is like a little more swarmier. So I don't know. Yeah. Now, but not so much back then. I think yeah. he was like an yeah. it guy, not an it guy. Cause he was sort of that. He was that era's he Ryan was like Reynolds, a 90s heartthrob. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? I always yeah. thought him as like the funny sidekick guy. No, he was more it's, oh. that's more of just a now. Yeah. version yeah maybe i just see ryan reynolds as like his glow up i like think of him as the exact same person so yeah my dumber is gotta be just like the concept of jay and silent bob the whole <laughs> concept the concept of it and like why they reoccur in movies and like but they're not in the same movies and they're not in the same place but they right i think it's What's a the world question? they built yeah. a world yeah, 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 yeah. I think but like to be the writer and director of a movie and then just write yourself this character that yeah. doesn't talk so that you can just be in the movie to hang. <laughs> I just, I can't. It's dumb. I think it's it dumb became, to me. It became so popular um, that, yeah, I think he did it in Clerks. It became a super popular part. He was in Mall Rats. It became even more popular. And then it's just built and built till like they mm. had their own movie. Um like I said, I'll take the hate mail this week. I yeah. if it comes to yeah. our Facebook account, I will take it. But I I just I think this is it's okay too if it's missed on me. You know? I'm, I'm not a big fan either, but I will say like, I mean, maybe because of one of my good friends all through elementary school, middle school and high school really reminded me of Silent Bob. Like I do, maybe it's a mid-Atlantic thing. Like I do feel like I know these guys, like they're not so far out to me, but in this movie I'm rewatching, like I kind of was like, Ugh. like I, well, I fully under, I fully agree with you with the Kevin Smith writing himself in as the here, like ugh, didn't do it for me in this movie. There could be an opportunity with Silent Bob, like, but I feel like he's really like just beat up and like, I don't know that Jay helps him or supports him or, or enables or empowers him. Like, I don't Seems know. It's like an odd couple kind of it's, thing. It's the sort of dynamic between the two. Yeah. And Jay always sort of berates him. That's right. That's, and I'm like, God, that sucks. Cause he doesn't speak up and he can't. And yeah. Yeah. Um, my, what are we on? Dumber. Dumbers mm -hmm. uh, is going to be Selma Hayek. No. not her just her one comment uh it sort uh -oh. of go goes off of yours of when she's like Azrael, quit being so selfish 
he's in hell, you know? (laughs) It's like, who wouldn't? Help him out. Like, other than maybe the devil himself, everyone would want to, like, blink out existence to get out of hell. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and she's not in hell. She's fine. Even, like, the whole, like, punishment of people in... um, Oh, gosh, my Catholicism is lacking. In uh, Purgatory. Purgatory. Just the, the idea that they know that God exists... And they're not with him is supposed to be so soul crushing. Well, and that's that... what they're getting at with like Ben Affleck, I think, right? Right. Uh, so yeah, I just the the surprise and severally the uh, Chris Rock's uh, Rufus does it as well a couple times of just like not getting this whole system where he has a scene where he's bummed that Bethany is dead, or it's like a she's in heaven, or b she's gonna get resurrected. So why I don't know, like stuff like that. Um, yeah, there were some points in this movie where Chris Rock's reaction face seemed to be to a different script. Yeah. Where I'm like, wait, 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 you should know this because <laughs> you are You're supposed heaven. to be hip, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, that's right. a good one. Hummers. Now I'm curious to what y'all are going to find. Well, hey, I can go. Yeah, go positive ahead. Since I found a thing I wanted to hum about, which is probably just Alan Rickman. Mm, so good. I'll hum about. I'll hum about him. I enjoy him. I I liked the scene. I did like the first scene when he takes her to the to Mexican restaurant. She's like, "Oh, we're in Mexico," and he's like, "No, we're just like down the street from your house. You don't yeah, even totally. know like restaurants in your neighborhood." And there's kind of just like this like music playing in the background, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, there's there's again the writing. I don't think is great, but I I just probably enjoy him. I like Alan Rickman, so. Yeah, he's always great. Yeah. I also enjoyed a lot of the perform. Like, it was interesting to, like, in my head, I thought I didn't like the actress that played Bethany, but I, it was um, very astute and right of you both to point out that it's like, it's just like the way that character is written. So I think that Alan Rickman, I think everybody's actually giving like a really good performance. I think it's just like the script that's like limiting them. So there's a lot of hummers to be found, but I have to say that the one that I wrote down during it was the shit demon, um, <laughs> which I really, really <laughs> liked <laughs> when it came on. I was like, yes. And it might, it might be my folk, my, my very acute focus um, recently on uh, pooping, but, but I, I liked it. And I was like, I just liked it was like it was like so absurd that I was there for it. I'm like, yup, yes. I'm I like that Selma Hayek has to be the person that stays behind to try to get information out of this shit demon. Um I liked it. Oh, right. that That's was... why she wasn't there for a while. Yeah, yeah. she just yeah. stayed behind to question the shit demon that was yeah. on the ground. And I didn't like the like spray either, but um Oh yeah, didn't I was yeah. I was a big fan of the shit demon. <laughs> um Mine I was going to go with just Matt Damon in general. I enjoyed him in this, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. it was the whole golf club scene. I thought mm. that was a fairly clever way for them to do that. Um, there was a couple different twists of you knew it was a ruse that, you know, so, some of the hike was too clever to just be like winking to like club him with this person. And right. he had sort of like thought it out as you would want the muse to have like a the muse ruse should be super clever. And it was yeah. Um, in that she knew that the golf club was blessed and they would work this way. And yeah, like I said, it's just sometimes I think uh, Kevin Smith's like sort of plots or little devices are his just first drafts. And I think this one probably was still a first draft, but it worked. 
Uh, just it, it was, I thought it was clever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess. Muse Rose. Muse Rose. <laughs> Muse Rose. Muse Rose. Let's talk about what we're wearing. I can go first. <laughs> okay. Because I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, Katie. It's it's not chicken wing stumps. I'll tell you that, uh, Katie. I'll talk about your outfit. Um, what I like about your outfit is that uh, you've got like a, a gray t-shirt on, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. on top of that you have like a maroon sweater, like a sweatshirt, and then on top of that you have like a black jacket, um, and then on top of that you have like a gray sweater, and then like a maroon <laughs> scarf, <laughs> and then like a black outer jacket and then like a gray anyway uh just layers. kind of making fun of uh matt damon and ben affleck's like matching outfits yeah. which were just those colors like layered upon each other yeah and uh, i think it looks nice i mean i'm not making fun of it you are because it's your outfit sure. yes but you look warm and cozy and also in the same tones as bartleby and loki so nice nice outfit this week thank you it's keeping me warm here outside as um the night gets a little chillier i know and people may hear that you're outside because there's some yeah. froggies chirping some frogs or some crickets i think it's mostly frogs yeah. um phil i love that you have what what looks like a cigarette behind your ear but oh, i can not. only guess that it is in fact a scroll that has aramaic on it um, and I don't know what it says because you haven't showed me, but no. I really like it. No, I, I like it. Anyone. I like yeah. it. I like it. it's like tea stained. I like that you're, you carry it everywhere you go. Um, and I also like your T-shirt um, that has a picture of Loki on it and a quote, which I think is one of my favorite um, of his quotes from the movie that just says, "Consequences, schmonsequences." <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really like it. I like the Loki philosophy um whether he's the norse god of mischief and in fact Azrael is actually the angel of death or vice versa i think it's a good quote okay nice yeah um bridget uh i'm digging your outfit uh just sort of like the pop collar polo i think just pop collar in honor of ben affleck's ability to play an a-hole in a movie he's great at it uh <laughs> I noticed that uh, it's a uh, Top Gear uh, polo, just from the TV show Top Gear. Yeah. But when you turned around, I noticed at the on the back and just in very large font, it says "Gear?" <laughs> just question mark. Um, you know, exclamation point um, to show J- Jay's confusion. Yeah. First of all, they would have known that so far before <laughs> they got up to like eighty miles an hour. Um, oh my and then- gosh! Yeah, I was yeah, so. I couldn't even under Andy had explained it to me. I was like, what? Like, does he, what was he doing? Yeah. He was totally. going up to 80 in first gear. Yeah. I um, and then uh, your little queso chapeau <laughs> of a little cheese hat in the form so of a good. baseball hat, which is one of the forms they, they sell them at, but uh, very Thank nice. Thank you for noticing. Is, yeah. Yep. You're welcome. You're it's welcome. hard not to notice. Went yeah. through the Milwaukee airport uh, not that long ago. <laughs> It was a long time ago. It's a nice airport. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Moment of truth. Um, Is it for real? Bridget, you want to go first? (laughs) Sure, I can go first. Um, I guess. I don't. 
I don't. Uh, okay. Okay. Really quick. I have to say something. So I was talking with, with uh, my couch mate about the quadrant of, of movies, right? Cause there's like for real, don't like it. Oh, uh, for real, like it, right? Not for real, oh. but I liked it. And then like, not for real, don't like it, right? Blowing my mind, but yeah. And I think they yeah. kind of, all uh-huh. of them kind of like live in that, right? So it's interesting yep. to kind of like think about it. And I, I gotta say, like, unfortunately I'm putting this one in a not for real, don't like it category. Ooh, okay. And and it's weird, right? Cause we always, it's subjective what we say. And I appreciate certain things about this movie. I love the commentary about religion. I definitely am on board. Um, I just think the vessel for doing it is not my cuppa tea. Um, <laughs> And that oh my God. if it is a vessel for others and it helps them think or it gives them joy, then that's good. Good for you, not for me. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to stick with that on this podcast. I like the rhyming nature. Yeah, that was such a wax, a little poetic. Cup of soup. No, I, I wish I like that quadrant because I think yeah. that is yeah. what we have there. Now I need we need to like rank all of them. Yeah, the visual by the quadrant. Yeah, yeah. No, I like I I do like that. Well, I can bounce off that quadrant and say <laughs> the intro that I would have given to this movie would have sounded a lot like Nora L's. And what I like about this movie um, is the like. I, I think it was in your Hummer, Phil, where like there's a lot of stuff that's like clever about it that I still really enjoy. Like I actually enjoy the fact that like Jay is a prophet and he's a prophet in like the most bananas way. Like the things that he says, you're like, bring, ding, ding, ding. I love that. Like it, it, it scratches this itch in my brain of like, yes, like it all makes sense. Like I understand the um, Goodwill hunting like algorithm, like that this movie was made in. Um, and I really loved it at the time. But it might check, uh, so not to bury the lead, or I do, I b- did bury the lead, but um, I don't think it's for real, but I like it. You know what I think? I think when I first saw this movie, I was talking to Dave L a little bit about this, like when I first saw this movie, it felt like I was playing skee-ball a little high. And that's awesome. And then when I rewatched this movie, it felt like watching somebody playing skee-ball when they oh. were a little high. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good analogy. <laughs> were they like, that's good at as... skee-ball or high No, no, they uh, yeah. think they're, ha- they're having fun. Right. It's not fun to I... watch anybody play yeah. skee-ball. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're a little high. Like, they're having fun, but I'm not having that much fun. Sure. Actually, Dave Ellen and I went on a kind of a tangent of like, there is this bell curve of, I believe that the people that filmed this movie had a lot of fun. In fact, I think that is exemplary in the ending credits. I'm a yep. real I'm a real sucker for a blooper. I yep. love bloopers. Oh yeah, so I, really, I like the bloopers. I love the minimal bloopers, which is very was. minimal, but like everybody incredible. just kind of laughing. I loved it. I loved it. I want to believe that this movie was fun to yeah. make and I totally believe it was, but like while they were having fun, I wasn't having that much fun watching yeah. them. And so I think like the violence of it and I think the for realness over time, it's like those questions, like Selma Hayek is asking all of these like religious questions with like women. And I'm like, thought about it a million years ago, it's fine. So like the quick wittedness was a little more lost on me. But again, I, I think I'm going to say it's not for real, but um, I can tap into how I first saw this movie and it still scratches some of those itches. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going 
first of all, I'm going to just remind folks that like this was one of my least favorite Kevin Smith movies. Interesting. Yeah. And I actually liked, as I said, of the like the main ones, I don't sort of count Jay and Silent Bob Strike mm-hmm. Back and all those. Um, and like I, I enjoy, I haven't seen them in years, uh, Mallrats and Clerks. Um, but yeah, this one just never completely clicked for me. Um, I think in rewatching it, it's so very 90s. I think there is mm. so, so many things that sort of clunk like the R word and some of the sort of gay panic stuff and yeah. some, some other stuff there. <laughs> Definitely could have been more than, more than one black guy in this movie um could have could have helped it i mean um i i don't think kevin smith comes from like a malicious point when he does this it's just sort of like this is his culture he grew up with not say that that's an excuse for it but i think it's a interesting petri dish petri dish Petri dish? Petri, petri dish. Petri dish. Petri dish. Yeah. No, but that felt real wrong. You're like most, so. the most scientist of all of us. Yeah. I think it's petri, but, you I, but not biology so much. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think it is an interesting snapshot, if you will, of the 90s. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't completely enjoy this movie. I actually. I like the violence a lot more than you guys, probably yeah. because I've I've still got that fifteen year old boy in, <laughs> if inside of me. If you liked it more than none, yeah. you liked yeah. it more than us. <laughs> like, there's still this very early Quentin Tarantino type thing from that boardroom mm-hmm. scene that I get sort of a, a rise mm-hmm. out of. Um, I get where you guys are coming from on it. Um, so I'm gonna put it in the quadrant of I don't really like it but i think it's for real as because i think it is a snapshot i i yeah, honestly like the last true. 30 minutes of the movie which i i watched everything except that right before this and i think it's such an upswing of sort of entertainment value of what i thought the quality of direction was a lot better of just sort of the acting of sort of people's motivation was more concrete in that 30 minute block um but yeah, that's the quadrant that it goes into for me is that I, I think it's for real for a lot of this looking back to the 90s, how a 15 year old thinks about religion. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't enjoy watching it. Wow. Well, it's interesting that you I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say that we're like the first yeah, like I, I was checking the time a lot on this movie and I was like, Same. oh man, <laughs> like what a slog. I'm like, I was going to break it up into two nights, but then unlike a lot of films it hit that last 30 minutes and it just flew yeah. and yep. i was like oh oh wait we're here we're here at the last scene the last scene ends but um it's interesting that this movie like almost like flips <laughs> the challenge a lot of two-thirds have. exposition and then it has <laughs> this sort of uh, two-thirds yeah. exposition one-third violence and then like that's all the third yeah that's <laughs> the movie that's the movie you ready but, for yeah. my song i yes. am all right i couldn't help it it's you probably expected after we talked about it, but here we go. Classic Alanis Morissette. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I'm so glad that you picked that film because like, or rather that um, song for this film, because 
that song really is this film and yeah. i was so delighted i thought it was so funny that this film ended with an alanis morissette song nope. it was so funny it's it it's did. not it did. It's, it's in the credits is yeah but this, that's joan no, osborne Right. No, I'm aware. Okay, okay. I just okay, think yeah, I just sorry. think that like this movie is based on that song, and then they casted Alanis Morissette, and then they went with her her song to the end of it. But um, but it is kind of like what if God was one of us playing ski ball on the boardwalk and he gets beat up by hockey Which stick guys? I saw Joan Osborne at First <gasps> Thursday one year. Wow! Oh, First when, Thursdays when uh, I love Joan Osborne when. Um, it was revealed that Alanis Morissette was God. My couchmate said, isn't it ironic? And then I almost broke up with him. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure my wife broke up with me for uh, poo-pooing on this movie too much. That's- sorry, Nora L. I- I'm sorry, Nora L. Yeah, she could never marry you, Bridget. I'm sorry. Uh. She she basically told me if she had known this before that I didn't really like this movie. Oh, interesting. We we never would have been. So Well, wow, this podcast is divisive. Yeah. 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 It is. So thank you for the pick. Yes. Your week, Philip, right? This was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Thanks, Nora L too, for that fun description. And uh yeah. we'll, we'll tech talk to you next time. See ya. Toodaloo.